Good evening. My name is Russ Bashirs, and I'm the pastor of Oaklawn United Methodist Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas, located at 216 Higdon Ferry, across from the racetrack. And we hope you will join us at our 8.30 or 10.30 services when our time of social distancing and quarantine closes. Tonight, I want you to hear these words from John's Gospel. And it's John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. But his mother and his mother's sister and Mary, the wife of Clophus, and Mary from Magdala stood near the cross of Jesus. So Jesus saw his mother, and he saw the disciple whom he loved standing by. And he said to his mother, Woman, behold thy son. And he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. You know, Jesus did not die alone. Judas betrayed him. Peter denied him. The other disciples fled. But his mother, his aunt, this Mary of Clophus and Mary of Magdalene, his dear friend, were there along with John, the beloved disciple. In Latin America, in all of the um, um, Easter pageants, John, the beloved disciple, is always considered the young one, and he is never portrayed as having a beard. And if you look at the famous painting of Leonardo da Vinci, John um, almost looks like a woman, but he's a, he's very much of a, a youth, and that has been the tradition, that, that the disciple that leaned on Jesus' breast, the disciple that Jesus loved, the beloved disciple was John, the um, uh, a very young follower of Jesus. Now, we know that Jesus and John were cousins. We also know that Salome was the mother of James and John, and they were the sons of Zebedee. And we also remember that that uh, Salome, being like many mothers, very much wanted her two sons to take charge with Jesus. And she said, Jesus, when you come upon your kingdom, I, you know, I want one son to sit at your right and one son to sit at your left. And in that passage, Jesus very much revokes Salome and um, was very harsh to her. But the wonderful thing is, um, there she was. She had been scolded. She had been rebuked. She had got things wrong, but it, it didn't stop her relationship. And there was Jesus's mother, his aunt, um, and two other Marys that were there along with John, the beloved disciple. Now, it's, it's interesting. Um, first of all, as Jesus is, is in his final hours, uh, the fact that he loves and wants to see to the well-being of his mother is a wonderful thing. Uh, tradition sometimes tells us, if you want to see if a man is a good man, check and see how that man regards his mother and his wife or his sisters or his daughter. And Jesus certainly uh, um, expresses more than any um, any son could to a, uh, a mother because at the final moments of his life, he is thinking of her. Now, it's also a very much of an economic issue because in the age before Social Security or any uh, safety nets, Mary, the tradition has, would be a widow. 
But it's interesting, Jesus didn't want her in the home of his, his brothers. They were not yet believers. But he wanted her in the home of John, the beloved disciple. And, um, and there he gave his mother to John to care for. And the tradition is she stayed with John until she, she died. Um, Roman Catholics take this text is uh, the way Jesus from the cross gives the Virgin Mary to the world. To, um, to nurture us, to love us, to intercede for us. But as a, uh, as a Protestant preacher, um, that's certainly not my interpretation. But isn't it interesting just to see how different Christian traditions uh, see this text? And Mary is, is venerated. And um, my goodness, in the Roman Catholic Church, um, in some Anglican churches, and certainly in the Orthodox Church, she has a much higher role. In the Middle Ages, the Benedictines wanted to get her named co-redemptress, or the co-redeemer of the world, and, and that didn't work. But Mary, suffice to say, has always had a very, very high following, and, and Protestants with the Reformation, not, not so much. But um, I think uh, any of us could be touched by this, this image. And um, certainly you remember um, in Luke's gospel when, um, when I believe it was um, Simon, the old man in the temple, said, Mary, a sword will pierce your heart. So anyone of us who's a, a parent, a mother or a father, could only imagine when our children are hurting there we are, and we want to help. And imagine the absolute helplessness that Mary felt as she gazed up at her son. She didn't understand the charges. She didn't know why this had happened. She had tried to prevent it. Remember, at one point in Jesus' ministry, Jesus and uh, his brothers tried to do an intervention. They tried to take him. They were going to take him back home. And he very sternly rebukes them and says, who are my mother? Who are my uh, my brothers? But, but the people that do the will of my father. So Jesus, in a way, in this case, was kind of being the anti-family uh, rabbi because he was, was not deferring to his mother. He felt like that she and the brothers were wrong. And they honestly, at one point in his ministry, thought he was mad. But um, Mary struggled, I guess, her whole life to understand this child, this man, this word became flesh. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful image. Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. So that's a wonderful um last word of Christ and um, and for those of you that are devoted to your mothers you uh, you might imagine as being a very typical thing um, oftentimes uh, mothers uh, come in on the deathbed of a child or or vice versa so so again I, I think this this paints a very image of um, the poignancy of of Jesus and the, the suffering of his mother and then if you remember Michelangelo's La Pieta you remember that beautiful Virgin Mary, who would have been an old woman by by the time of the crucifixion, but Michelangelo carved her in marble and still gave her the face of a 15-year-old girl, and she has uh, the uh, crucified Christ taken down from the cross in her arms. 
La Pieta, and and Google Google that if you、uh, if you can't recall it, and、uh, just look at that that beautiful art, that beautiful image. So, on this evening of the pandemic, I wish you a good evening. I hope you are well, and、um, I hope that your mother was a mother who loved and nurtured you and cared for you. And if you didn't win at the lottery of mothers, if you had a mother or a father who, for whatever reason, psychologically or emotionally or mentally or physically weren't able to care for you, I hope you will find someone to love and care for you, and I hope you will be reminded that God, our Father, loves us and cares for us and can nurture us. And I hope you have a good evening. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.